Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness, a daily podcast devoted to spirituality and self-help. If you're new, I want to welcome you. If you're returning, welcome back. So normally I give you the topic for the day first, but I went to pull a card for today's reading and when it came out, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to read the card first because I... Just, I believe in synchronicities and I have been seeing the same thing over and over and I just got through doing an interview with Julia Treat to talk about my new book and we just started talking all about this very topic and I thought, okay, you've got to start with the card today because it really does tie into what I think that all of you out there listening need to hear today. So the card is from The Universe Has Your Back deck by Gabrielle Bernstein, and it's my faith has the power to turn trauma into healing, conflict into growth, and fear into love. We were talking about trauma and healing trauma because we were talking about my book, Beautifully Broken, and in it, I talk about all of the traumatic events that I went through in my life, mostly the traumatic event of divorce, but I do talk about a little bit some of my childhood. And for me, childhood was a little bit traumatic as well because I am the child of a divorce. So I understand what it's like being a child of divorce and going through that trauma as well. And we talked about how you really have to heal that trauma. But your faith, is what helps you to heal that trauma. Because when we know that the universe is always trying to teach us lessons to help us grow, we don't need to be afraid of looking at our trauma. We really don't. It can be tough and it can be difficult and painful. I'm not going to lie. Looking at your own trauma is painful. But it is so necessary if you want to change the way you're behaving. So much of our life, so much of the things that we do, our behaviors, are dependent upon childhood trauma or traumas that we've experienced in life. It really, really is. I was talking to a client the other day about relationships, and we were talking about why she's always attracting men who are um, addicted or you know have narcissistic tendencies. And we started talking and I said, you know, it really comes down to your childhood and how we attach to our parents and what we learn from our parents, which is why, you know, people who say, well, you should stay together for the kids. That is such a no, that is so wrong. You should not stay together for the kids because you're teaching them when you do that too, but you're teaching them how they should not behave in a relationship. If your relationship is unhealthy and it's toxic You're teaching your children that that's normal. So they're going to go out seeking people to have unhealthy, toxic relationships with because they're doing what they know. And you know, the saying that Maya Angelou always said was, when you know better, you do better is true. But we have to know better. So the way to understand and really learn and to know better so that you do better is by digging into those childhood wounds and traumas and seeing, okay, this is why I behave the way I do in relationships, or this is why I behave the way I do 
in my friendships or at work or in whatever area of your life because trauma can affect every area of your life. We talk about this as teachers a lot because one thing that I know that we really don't do a very good job of, especially in this country, and that we really, really need to do a better job of is training teachers how to teach a child that's been affected by trauma. Because children who are affected by trauma react differently and learn differently than kids who have not. And the reason is because they are basically living on survival skills. They're picking up behaviors that are survival behaviors. And one of those things is there are a lot of teachers out there who like to get in a kid's face, right? Like, oh, you didn't do your homework? What? And get in their face. You cannot do that to a child who has suffered trauma. And there are a lot of other old school teaching methods that some people still use that you cannot, does not work with a child of trauma. It has the opposite effect. And I just feel like we don't get enough training for that. I know personally, when I went through my teacher training, I had one special ed class where they just went over what every special ed, what it covered. You know, here's the umbrella of special ed and these are the different things you'll get in special ed. And that's basically it. It did not at all teach us or train us how to work with special ed students how to make things more manageable for them. And I think that is where we do a huge disservice to students as teachers. We do not get the kind of training we need. The training that we get is totally inadequate. And as someone who's gone through it, I can tell you that most of the learning that we get as teachers, the training is on the job. And at that point, If you're not willing to learn and you're not willing to say, well, why is the student reacting this way? You're lost. I mean, that teacher is going to keep doing things exactly the same way over and over again. And they're always going to deflect and say, well, that student's lazy or that student's this or that student's that. And another huge problem, at least in our school system, is that we don't really know the kids. I mean, we don't get much information about them when they come into our rooms. And for many of us, We don't know that they're having trauma at home. We don't know that. We have no idea what they're going through unless we make connections with them, which good teachers do. But even good teachers who try to make connections still don't know everything about their students' lives because a lot of times students don't want to tell us what's going on at home or they've been threatened not to. And it's just a shame. And I know this kind of went in a totally different direction than what I was planning, but um, I think certain people, I think just people need to hear this When you go through trauma, you develop survival skills. And one of those survival skills is anxious attachment. And that is where you attach to someone and you try to make them happy because you're afraid they're going to leave or because you think you're going to hurt their feelings. Anxious attachment is a form of codependency and it It happens because you didn't have healthy relationship with healthy boundaries with your parents growing up. And that happens for a lot of different reasons. It could be that maybe your parents just didn't give you the attention that you needed. And that's not at all uncommon because parents, starting from about the late 70s, early 80s, had to both start working in order to be able to make it in society. The single 
not single, but the stay-at-home moms, that number drastically reduced around then. And that's when we saw a lot of kids, they were called in my generation latchkey kids, but they were kids who came home to an empty house that parents weren't there and they had to stay by themselves until parents got home from work. And then when parents got home from work, they were usually very tired and busy and overworked. So they just wanted to relax and kids, you know, needed attention. And we were from the generation of go outside and play, which is what we did. We always just went outside and played. And I and I talk about this. I don't want anyone to feel like I'm blaming parents. I don't at all, ever. Parenting is not an easy job. It doesn't come with a manual. Most people just do what their parents did. So it can be very difficult to navigate those waters, which is another chapter I talk about in my book. But when we don't get the attention that we needed from our parents or when when we have unhealthy relationships with them, we can tend to form unhealthy attachments with people in our lives like our romantic relationships with romantic partners or even friendships, whatever. Um, and you really have to look at how you're behaving in relationships or with people or even maybe in your job. Maybe you procrastinate all the time and you don't understand why you do it. Procrastinating is also another, procrastinating is a form of fear, but it's also like another surviving, like survival mode thing. It's like when you don't think you have enough and you're afraid of what's going to happen and you don't know what the outcome will be, you just push it off. You just don't want to think about it. That's avoidance. Avoidance is another common attachment style that's, you know, you just avoid things that are going to be overwhelming. You don't want to deal with it, so you just don't. And so you avoid everything. And there are a lot of different attachment styles, but the common problem here is that you have this trauma. And when I say trauma, people think, well, I wasn't abused as a kid. It doesn't have to be abuse. It can be that maybe your parents just didn't have time for you or maybe your parents were really really demanding on you like you had to have the best grades you had to be the best you this that that's also not good and when we grow up in environments like that it affects us in later years and it's like I said can be painful to go back and to dig deep and to look at your old traumas But it's so important because when you don't deal with it, it just gets pushed down. And then when it gets pushed down, it's like it's still there. It's just pushed down. And I talk about this in my book, but it's going to come out. And in my book, I talk about how I was at a I was at a drag show one time and there was a, a girl who just was not having a good time. She was going through a separation and she just started ugly crying like all night. And everyone was just like, everyone felt sorry for her, but like the, the performers were just picking on her left and right. And we were, it got really uncomfortable. We're all looking around like this girl is not having a good time. She's not enjoying herself and they're making it way worse. Not only are they not just letting her ugly cry over, you know, in her little corner, they're pointing it out, you know, they're picking on her. And uh, it was not cool at all. But that's what happens when you don't deal with your emotions, when you don't deal with them and you push them down, you go out for a few margaritas with your friends and something triggers it and all of a sudden all of that comes spilling out. It doesn't go away. You're just pushing it down. And 
it's going to continue to affect your life and affect your relationships until you actually deal with it. But most people don't want to deal with it. A lot of people have that avoidance tendency. It's like, if I just don't think about it, it's not there. That does not work. It doesn't work when your toddler tries to do that, when you try to act like you're not seeing them getting your attention. It doesn't work with them, and it doesn't work with you either. It is still there. You are going to have to deal with it. And the reason I tell you this is because if you heal it, if you really look into it and heal it, you're going to feel so much better. Yes, it's a process and it's like onions and layers of onions. So you might have to dig a little deeper. But when you do, not having the weight of all of that on you is so amazing. You don't have to feel like, oh my gosh, I'm not good enough or I'm not this or I'm not that because you get to the root of it and you say, yes, I'm good enough. Of course, I'm good enough. I was just always told that I wasn't. It's these lies and these stories and these conditions about ourselves. We believe them. We've believed all of these stories because other people told us them our whole lives. And we've used those stories to define who we are in the present. The problem is those stories are total and utter BS. Those are just stories. They aren't true. It's not who we really are. We aren't really just this lazy or not good at math or all of the things that people have ever said about us is not true. I can remember when people in my life have said things to me that kind of stung, like a little arrow going in you, you know, and it feels like that when someone would make a comment, like, you know, one time someone said to me like, oh, well, you're just a little chunky or something like that. I remember like, what? (laughs) Like, how, why would you say that to someone, first of all? And you should know that whenever people criticize you or put you down. They're doing it because they have their own wounds. And Julie and I were talking about that today. They have their own wounding and it's coming out on you. They're projecting. And we talked about if you don't heal your wounds, you'll bleed all over people who didn't cut you. It's true. When people say things like that, it's like they're trying to make themselves feel better. And don't let people tell you, well, I was just trying to help you. No, you weren't. No, you weren't. Saying things like that is not helpful. It's just hurtful and people will try to say, oh, it's constructive criticism. Constructive criticism shouldn't make you cry. So when people are saying things to you like that, it's because they are saying it from a place where they have their own inner wounding and they don't know how to talk to you. They don't know how to say things in the right way because they're dealing with their own issues. And not only that, but some people, they bully others or say mean things to others because it makes them feel better about themselves. A lot of people have the mentality of, well, if, um, if I criticize someone else, then I'm going to feel better about myself. So I have to put that person down so they don't look better than me. And that's just so stupid. It really is. And it's obvious when people do that. It's also annoying and obnoxious. But I know people in my life who have done that. My one coworker that I had used to do that all the time. She used to have to talk about how she was fluent in like 14 languages, which is ridiculous. 
you, it's hard to be fluent in even two languages, but to be fluent and say you're fluent in 14 languages, and she was not, believe me, because German was supposed to be one of them and she was not, trust me. But to say things like that and then to be like, well, I have, I got this on my IQ test. Like people who go around telling you what scores they got on tests, that right there tells you they've got insecurities because there should be no need to go around flaunting or throwing in people's faces how intelligent you are. No one cares, first of all. No one cares. And secondly, they're trying to boost their own ego. You don't have to walk around telling everyone all of your list of accomplishments. Okay, You should feel secure in yourself to know you don't have to do that. And we've all been around people who do that, and it's obnoxious. You know, it's like, okay, thank you, walking billboard, for how great you are. No one cares. You know, and I'm not trying to be mean, but I'm just saying people who do that have their own insecurities, have their own inner woundings. So if you know people like that and they say things to you and it makes you mad, don't lose it. Just remember that says more about them than it does you. But you need to heal your own inner stuff so that you're not feeling insecure. You're not feeling like you have to stay places where you don't want to be because you feel like, for example, relationships. One of the things I used to do is stay a lot longer in relationships than I wanted to because I was afraid of being alone or because I didn't want to hurt the other person's feelings. And so their feelings mattered more than my own feelings. And both of those things are really, really wrong. Number one, You should never be afraid of being alone. You're never alone, first of all. And you should feel comfortable being alone. If you have a problem being by yourself, that's a sign that you've got some inner wounding that you need to heal because you should be able to be alone. Like I know people who cannot sit still. They cannot just spend an evening relaxing at home because they they don't want to be alone with themselves. And that's sad because sometimes, honestly, the best evenings for me are just spent chilling and just watching something on Netflix or doing a meditation or reading or doing whatever where I don't have to think about anybody else. Like, I just want my space. Okay, I just want to be by myself. Like, I like that. I like having that space. But I might not have always been that way, you know? There were times when I'd be like, I don't want to be by myself. Being by yourself is perfectly fine. In fact, we all need that time. We need alone time. Even when we're in relationships, we still need our alone time sometimes. So don't ever feel bad about that. The other thing is if you are worried about someone else's feelings, it's because you're not putting yourself first and you're not loving yourself enough. It's not selfish. It's Making yourself a priority, which is so important. It's so important. And I talk about all of these things in my book. I talk about how to heal yourself, which is why, you know, this got brought up today too. I don't think that this book is just for someone who's been through separation or divorce. I think that it can be for anyone who's gone through a dark period in their lives. And then someone said to me like, oh, it's just for women. It's not just for women, even though it said the spiritual woman's guide It's written from a female's perspective and point of view because I happen to be a female. But it doesn't mean that if you're a man, you can't read this book and get just as much out of it because you can. And maybe it might help you to see things too from the female's perspective. I don't know. 
And it'll make you laugh because I throw some humor in there throughout the book. So it's not just a woman's book. It's just written from a woman's perspective because that's what I happen to be. But I think anyone could really benefit from this book, really. Because I talk about how you can heal yourself, how you can love yourself more, how you can forgive others, how you can use different tools. And there's a lot of journaling in the book too to help you work through that inner pain. Because you don't want to keep repeating the same mistakes over and over again, but that's exactly what you're going to do if you don't heal yourself. It's not a coincidence that you keep repeating the same patterns of behavior. Because it's when you know better that you do better. And right now, you're still doing what you know. You've got to learn. You've got to grow in order to change your behavior. And when you do, when you take the time out to really heal that inner wounding, you change your behavior. Because for me, now, there's no way I would ever put up with someone else's BS again. Like, come at me and try that again. I don't think so. You're going to get cut off right away. I'm not going to wait six months to cut you off. I'm going to do it right away because I'm not wasting my time. My time's precious. My time's really precious. So don't waste it. That's how I feel right now. And it's not like, I know that sounded angry and bitter. It wasn't trying to. But (laughs) what I mean is don't, you know, don't settle for things that are below and beneath you. So if someone else's behavior is not respectful to you, do not allow that. If someone isn't seeing your worth and doesn't see your value, bye-bye. You don't need that. And when you start healing yourself, you get really, really good at doing that. You know, people say, well, aren't you afraid that you'll be alone? No, I'm not. Because I know, first of all, that the right person will be there for me and they're going to match my energetic level. They're going to match my frequency and they're going to match my values and everything that I want in a partner they're going to have. And if I did spend the rest of my life alone, I would still have lived an awesome life because I know that someone else does not complete me. Someone else may compliment me but they will never complete me because I am a complete and whole person by myself. And that's where you have to get. So if you're having those feelings of, oh my gosh, I'm never going to meet the one or, you know, I need to be with someone. I need to be with someone. Then you're coming at this from a place of total fear and lack of self-worth. Because when you know your worth, you know that it doesn't matter if you have someone or not because You're living a life you want when you put yourself first, you do the things you want. Life is good. And someone else coming along can make that even better. But it's good without that person. And you've got to get to that place where you don't have to go through men like Kleenex. Okay, you really do. And I laugh because whenever I was on the dating apps, that's pretty much what happened because they were all just awful. But anyway, I mean, I met some nice people. I'm not saying all the guys on the dating apps are awful, but I'm just saying my experiences were not all great. I met some nice people, but they were not all great. You kind of have to go through a lot. So you don't want to have to do that. You don't want to have to go through men like Kleenex because you're afraid of being alone. Be picky, girl. And guy, 
Guys out there, sorry, I don't mean to exclude you. I always just speak from a woman's point of view, but guys too, be picky. Don't go for that girl just because you think that's the only one you're ever going to get. No, know your worth, okay? See your worth. And when you see it, others start to see it too. And how we really heal ourselves and build our self-esteem and self-worth is by healing. It is. It's totally through healing. We can ask our spiritual team to help, but sometimes we need more than that. Sometimes we need others to help us. I did. I had to go get coaching and I had to go through Reiki and everything else. And there's no shame in that. So if you feel like you need help getting through this, you need help learning how to heal. I'm here for you. There's so many ways I can help you. First of all, buy my book because I think that you'll find a lot of helpful tools there. It's only $7.95 for the ebook or $14.95 if you're one of those old-fashioned people who like to hold a book, which I kind of am sometimes. I really like that. Or you can book a coaching session with me right now. All of my coaching sessions are 30% off and we can tackle anything. You can also enroll in my Love Your Life course because in that course, I teach you about emotional healing how to cut cords from people and situations, and how to build your self-esteem and self-love. And that is usually an $88 course right now. It's only $33 for the entire month of February as my Valentine's gift to you. Because I want you guys to heal. It feels so much better when you're free from all of those burdens. And your life will get so much better. So consider working with me. If you want to know what else I offer, you can go to my website, melissaobman.com. There I have a description of everything I offer along with pricing. You can purchase online, but when you want to schedule your session, just reach out and contact me either through my website. You can call me or text me, or you can message me through social media. Whatever you wish to do is perfect. And all of my contact information is in the description to the podcast. It's also on my website melissaopen.com. So you can go there and see what would work. And I have people reach out all the time and say, I'd like to do something, but I don't know what I need. Don't hesitate to reach out to me. I'd be happy to talk to you. Either calling or most people want to text nowadays, which is fine. I can do both. And don't forget, if you like this podcast, please share it with others. Please subscribe. Please leave feedback and reviews from wherever you're listening. And if you bought my book and you like my book, I would really appreciate it if you would go and leave me a review on Barnes & Noble or uh, Amazon or Goodreads or from wherever you bought it. That will also help people find my book, which I know is just meant to help so many people. So I want to thank all of you who've bought it already and who are reading it. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. And I really, really hope that it is helping you heal. And I want to thank you for joining me here every day and being a part of my soul tribe Don't forget to follow me on social media. I do free card readings on Facebook, usually Mondays at 530 Central. And I also post readings on Instagram, but those are not live. So check those out. And as always, I hope that you are having an amazing day filled with blessings. Know how extremely special you are, how loved you are. The universe absolutely loves you and wants to bring you everything that your heart desires just have to start listening and opening up and healing that old stuff and you'll be amazed at what shows up for you 
All right. Take care, guys, and I will talk to you again tomorrow. Bye-bye.